0: And welcome to Vibrant Life Allies, the podcast that introduces you to amazing coaches and teaches you how they can help you live more vibrantly. Today's episode, as always, (laughs) was just a great pleasure for me and super excited to bring it to you. I got to speak with my coach friend, coach sister, Holly Madison. I had met her early on when I was working on the podcast and and got to know her and, you know, her heart for coaching and her experiences and training. And, you know, we stay in touch on Instagram and her content is just magical. You know, I I talked to her about how she just has a gift for putting so much power and information into just a few words and keeping it so simple, but it's, it's so beautiful and powerful at the same time. I, I, I absolutely love it. She, she definitely has a gift um, for that. And so I know that her coaching has got to be nothing short of amazing just because she's able to take these complex ideas and, and break them down to where they can be you know more easily managed and processed. And I think that that's that's just truly a gift. And she, you know, has great background and training and education um, in coaching. And I, you know, I think that it would just be fantastic to work with her. So I was very excited to have her on today and give her the opportunity to share the work that she does. And she is a breakup coach. So I know every woman out there has had, and our male listeners as well, you've had those experiences, right? and you know that that it's a process and it can be painful but many times our thoughts and the way that we manage it and some of the coping mechanisms we use they prolong the suffering and increase the suffering and lead to kind of like relapses and and having to go through just a lot of extra pain that not all necessarily part of that process <laughs> it's a loss and it's a change in your life so there's definitely going to be grieving there that goes on. But we have a tendency to make it mean so much about us personally when it doesn't. And there's just so much to learn from this episode take it from Holly and <laughs> not from me so I know that you'll all get value out of it even if even if you're not currently going through a breakup you'll hear and learn about some of the thoughts that can affect all areas of your life and may have contributed to that in the past for you and also if you're scared about getting into a relationship in the future you're gonna learn where some of that fear could be coming from and how you can go ahead and, and start addressing those kind of thoughts now, before you're in that relationship, or you know, maybe you'll hear about some of the thoughts and the the process, and realize that there are things that that you could work on now that will make your current relationship even better. So it's it's just a value packed episode. And if you are going through any of the stages of a breakup, I encourage you to check this out and to reach out to Holly and work with her because she can help you take this breakup and turn it into a breakthrough. So go out there and enjoy the show and enjoy your life and live vibrantly. Welcome again to the show and I'm super excited today because I have the lovely Holly Madison with me. She's just super amazing. I love her. I love her Instagram and I'm very excited. She could be with us today. Holly, why don't you tell us about yourself?
1: Hey, yeah, so excited. Um, Thank you for having me. Uh, Yeah, so I'm a breakup coach. I coach women who have gone through a breakup and may still be in either the phases of grieving the relationship, healing from the relationship, And I even get some women that are ready to really move on with their life, maybe find new love, but are just still feeling a little bit stuck in the way that they are thinking about their ex. So yeah, that's what I do as a breakup coach. Um, Absolutely love it and was inspired by my own breakup that I had a few years ago. So
0: yeah, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> Would you like to share about your your experience or? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, So
1: 2018, I was in a relationship that ended with him um, cheating on me. And then we kind of stayed together for a little bit while I tried to make it work and ended up breaking up. And so I really struggled at that time. I didn't have coaching. I didn't have really any knowledge of psychology or anything at all was just super in my thoughts, which were obviously not good didn't understand what was happening in my own brain Um, and although breakups are painful whether you understand that or not um, not knowing really heightens the suffering that we feel during that time so after about four or five months about four and a half actually that's when I started finding coaching so I was going between like reaching back out to him and contacting him always looking at his social media just not enjoying my own life and things that I had enjoyed before the break up before the relationship, really, really struggling to get back on track. And then I found a podcast, which was actually on my way to Bali. I went to Bali on a vacation to try and forget about him. Found this podcast right before I boarded the plane, became obsessed with it. And it was Everything that I learned from this coach and from, you know, different books and things that really propelled me forward to get over him and to also make it a breakthrough. Like it was, I look back on it now and think it was the best thing to happen to me because I was able to become more confident and love my life without him and then move on to find another relationship. So, yeah, I, I definitely, it all came from me. I obviously did the work on myself, but I. the coaches that I found were instrumental in helping to guide me to that place.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a hundred percent responsibility, you know, on the person, but having that guidance and that expert tools and techniques that you didn't know before, um, Mm -hmm. really, like you said, it, it can make a painful situation worse if you don't have any, you know, idea on how to manage the emotions that you experience.
1: Exactly. Yeah.
0: And I really love that you said it It was a breakthrough. I like mm-hmm. that from, you know, breakup to breakthrough. That's pretty, that's cool. I love that.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it can be that way for so many people. I mean, I had a breakup in oh, like 2014, I think in my very early 20s. And wasn't a breakthrough because I just jumped straight into another relationship and didn't work on the healing that I could have worked on back then, which is fine. Like I believe it was still like, you know, my perfect and unique path that I didn't. But this breakup, the second one that I just described, what gave me the ability to have that breakthrough um, that's led to me having a way more fulfilled life than I could have ever imagined.
0: So yeah. Absolutely. Well, that's wonderful. That's a a great outcome for that. You know, I don't, I think you gained a lot. You lost that relationship, but gained so much more.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: So what are the common, which of course we all know some of them, but what are the common struggles that, you know, you have to help people through when they come to you and they've had, you know, a breakup?
1: Mm -hmm. Um, So, I mean, it's all part of their thinking. A lot of the things that they are trying to work through is um, their thoughts around perhaps him being their best friend or the history that they've had that they want to keep trying. They're just not quite ready to move on, which blocks them from really doing that at work and taking their healing into their own hands. So that's one thing I see a lot is just being stuck in wanting their ex. The other thing is just really struggling to feel the grief and the pain that comes with a breakup because there has been a loss um, and we do go through a similar grief cycle as when someone has passed away. So it can be extremely heavy, that feeling of heartbreak, bottling up emotions. And when you're not able to process them, that creates that suffering I was talking about. So that's another thing I see a lot is people who haven't got the tools to process the emotion. Um, And then the third thing is um, reaching out to their ex or checking on social media. A lot of women are looking and checking up on what he's doing. And again, it just keeps him in your thoughts. And when he's in your thoughts, you're not over him. Um, A lot of women say, when do you know if you're over your ex? Well, you don't even realize, like you just stop thinking about him. So whenever he's still in your mind in whatever way, you're kind of stuck in that place where you haven't fully healed to move on.
0: Right, absolutely. Do you ever come across where the the mindset, the thoughts around it are, you know, things like "What's wrong with me?" or "I'm unlovable," and kind of a, a the root cause of some of the pain is that it's a confirmation of those fears. Yes,
1: so definitely, um, that's under the surface. A lot of women don't come to me saying, you know, "I'm unlovable" or anything like that, but when I question about you know, why haven't you moved on or why are you thinking that he's the only one for you underneath? It's that fear of being unlovable, fear of not being good enough. So that's where the healing comes in. And until those thoughts are brought to the surface and it's underneath all that other stuff, like I just said, yeah, the healing is not able to happen until those thoughts are able to be examined, questioned and rewritten if
0: if they want to rewrite. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that can be, you know, part of that extra suffering that you talked about is when we, you know, get into our heads with our stories of, you know, why, why did they leave me? What did I do? What's wrong with me? That kind of negative narrative and, and you know, just beating ourselves up.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, there's a lot going on below the surface that leads to that. So yeah, you're definitely right.
0: Absolutely. So what are like some of the things that you do, for example, to help people like take their healing into their own hands?
1: Yeah. So um, I help them to really separate out the facts from the thoughts, because again, um, that's where the suffering is. So, I mean, for me, my relationship is, ended in April 2018. That still hasn't changed to this day. It still ended April 2018. But my thoughts about it are totally different now than they were then. Then I would think things like, I'll never find someone else. I can't believe he could do this to me. Why does this happen to me? I'm going to be so lonely. I'm never going to see him again all of those thoughts were creating the suffering and some of them weren't true. I mean, I haven't seen him again. That was true. And so that's, you know, I'm able to grieve that I wouldn't see him again at that time, but thoughts like I'll never find someone else, not true. So when that's circulating around your brain constantly and you're not aware of it, it feels super, super true. And again suffering because you think it's true it may still be there when we get we get into your thoughts and kind of see what's happening mm. but when you're aware that it's there you're able to see it from a different perspective you know it's the way that you're it's your brain it's not you so that's one of the things that we do is we look at the facts versus the thoughts um, and bring that to light and again the thoughts about ourselves being unlovable um not good enough you know never gonna find someone all of those things again we look at those thoughts and sort through if that's what you want to continue to think where did it come from and do you want To continue with that thought in your life.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, that's really important work because, you know, we have these thoughts that just play in our minds and we just take for granted that they're true, you know, Mm -hmm. that they're facts. And it helps to have, you know, an outside objective party to come in and be like, wait, <laughs> that's that's not a fact, you know, that's open to debate. So that that's a very important solution and service that you can give to them during that time is that clarity with between the facts and just thoughts that have popped yeah. into their mind.
1: Definitely, because they say they're unlovable, I say they are. Only one of us can be. Correct. So who is it? And really diving in and saying, well, why, why do you think that? You know, everyone is worthy. What has made you think that for some reason that you're not? And yeah, really exploring it. Um, and then also, I guess, like connecting because they'll come and they're feeling so many different emotions. I remember with my breakup, just, you know, angry, sad, depressed. There's just so much going on is that you can start labeling which thought is causing which feeling as well. So if I'm thinking, right. I miss him so much, that thought is going to feel cause loneliness. So really being able to connect where those emotions are coming from gives people who are in a lot of emotional pain a little bit more of a sense of control over what's happening in their inner world.
0: Right. Absolutely. And then they can decide... Like you said, which, which thoughts to keep and which thoughts aren't really working for them. and so. And even aside from facts versus thoughts, you can have a thought that's true that, you know, may not be the best thought for you. Right. You know, yeah. I miss him. Sure. Sure. You do. Maybe you do. That's, that could be a fact for you. But if you're just going to repeat to yourself, I miss him so much, you know, every day, that's like, and you connect that to feeling lonely, feeling sadness. And you're like, maybe I, maybe I don't want to think that every day.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Like you might see it still in there. It will come up, you know, I miss him. And you just like, oh, there's that thought. And there's the loneliness. And if I repeat this over and over and over, yeah, I'm going to keep feeling lonely. Do I want to do that? Or I want to be like, oh, hey, yeah, the thought's there. And let's go on with the day and think something else. Just gently redirecting your brain to a better feeling thought.
0: Right. Yeah, the the repressing, the pushing away, that doesn't work. But when you're just like, oh, like you said, just that acknowledgement. Oh, there's that thought. I'm gonna think about this project I need to work on right now. Mm -hmm. Just gently being like, we're done. We thought it. We're done.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then we can even together work on, you know, a more a more neutral thought. If you're continuously thinking I miss him, we can work on something that's believable to that particular client that will kind of start making that thought feel, I guess, less true, less intrusive, um, less real, less, you know, serious, all of those kinds of things. So it's Um, I always say it's kind of like, use the opposite hand to write. If you use your right hand, we're trying to make you use your left hand. And that's why even when I say this, people might feel like this won't work for me. Because if I told you right now, use the opposite hand to write, you'd be like, no, no, no. Like, I don't really want to do that. Like, it's, it's so easy because your brain has practiced writing with that particular hand and thinking the thought, I miss him. So your brain doesn't want to give it up. And when you work with a coach, it doesn't feel like you're giving it up and that you're, you know, really resisting. It's more of a natural move towards something else that's immediately believable to your brain and you can start practicing that pattern of thinking instead.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, there, there's a, a practice and a nuance to it. And that is where that guidance that, you know, expert guidance comes in so that you're not just sitting in your room trying to say, don't think about him, don't think about him. And (laughs) and I was like, don't think about the white elephant. There's white elephants everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, it's more of a processing and then practicing and, and moving forward.
1: Definitely. I think it's more nuanced than some people may think because they haven't experienced a coaching session. They think maybe I'm just going to tell them, just stop thinking you miss him and start thinking like, I love my life. Like, no, because I know you're not going to believe that right now. That is, you know, the eventual thought that we want you to have might be something like, I love my life, but we need to take the little steps along the way to get you
0: to believe that thought. So there is a lot of, like you said, nuances and how it's done. Yes. Take it, take in, with yourself and, and taking those baby steps so that you truly believe at each step and you're like growing, growing into the new thought kind of. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I love that growing, evolving into that new version
0: of you. Yeah. Right. That's beautiful. And, you know, like we were talking about, even with the thoughts and generally changing them, but not repressing them. That kind of brings back to the other issue that you talked about the, the processing of the emotions and that it's a grief process. I think maybe a lot of times there's, there's a struggle there with, I shouldn't feel this way. I should be over this by now. I, I should move on and not taking that time to go through that process.
1: Definitely. Definitely. There is a part of the process where you are going to feel very sad, very depressed, very angry, and that's okay. That's totally normal. Um, a coach's job is not to take that away. It's to get you to experience it consciously instead of it all happening to you like it did to me in my breakup and just feeling so overwhelming and so overbearing and like I wasn't going to survive it. It's that you can consciously be like, okay, like I'm thinking this and I'm feeling this and that's okay. And it's normal. And it's part of this process that we all go through when we lose a relationship. It's not, you're not having an abnormal experience, even though it may feel that way that you're the only one who feels this bad when you really realize what's going on you can be more conscious of the pain and processing that pain.
0: Right. Absolutely. It's a a common human experience that breakups, you know, even if we already know from the start that it's a good thing, (laughs) there's still a loss of, of routine and of how your life was at that point and how you were living it and what it was about. You know, all of that changes. You have to allow yourself to feel your feelings and go through that and realize that, you know, they are sensations in the body. It feels... Horrible, but you're not gonna die.
1: Yeah, totally. So yeah, giving clients those skills to go within their body and like you said, it's it's a every emotion is a vibration that we're feeling through. So It could be even the first, it was the first time in my life that I learned how to feel and process emotion instead of just bottling it up and avoiding it or, you know, reacting to it by, you know, screaming into a pillow or something like that. Not that you can't do that, but when you process it through, it's a different
0: experience
1: to either acting it out or just bottling it and avoiding it.
0: Right. And you build that emotional resilience where, you know, you become stronger so then, you know, you're not afraid in the future to get into a new relationship because you're like, ah, if it doesn't work out, I know I've been there. I know how to process this. I can handle it.
1: Exactly, exactly. And one of the things that my teacher Brooke Castillo always says is that confidence is actually the ability to feel any emotion because if you can feel any emotion, then you can basically do anything. If you're not fearful, if you're not scared of being embarrassed or humiliated or feeling you know, self-doubt, if you can experience those emotions, you can do anything. And that's where the confidence comes from. So yeah, it's definitely, like you said, a lot of people have fear of getting into a new relationship because they don't want to experience the heartbreak again. But once you can consciously feel it, and you
0: know you can get through it, then it removes that layer of fear. Right. And you're able to go in open and ready to be in a relationship and not be guarding and trying to protect yourself from that pain.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, like you said, with you're confident because you're not afraid to feel those emotions. You know, I think that many times we think that, you know, not having the emotion right? Or being able to repress it or stamping out as a sign of strength, but you're a human being, you have the, you have, you're going to have emotions and emotional reactions, right? And it's being able to handle it and manage it in a healthy way that is strong. That's emotional resilience. Repressing it and stamping it down is it's avoiding it. You're acting out of fear.
1: Exactly. And I think a lot of people want to avoid it, like you said, or bottle it up and resist it because they're scared of how long it's going to last. Like, if I came and said, I have this feeling, I'm going to inject it into you, it's five minutes of depression, you'd be like, Yeah, all right, like I can, I can do that for five minutes. Like, I can sit here and feel depressed for five minutes, that's fine. But when we don't know how long it's going to be, that's when so much mind drama comes up around mm, yeah. not wanting to feel it because we're not sure. We're when it's going to end, not that we can't handle it. It's that we have so much mind, you know, drama around how long, and if it didn't matter how long, if you were able to accept like, yeah, I could feel this way for a month. Where is the limit where you're not willing to experience that feeling because you definitely can go through it and feel it and come out the other side healed and, you know, it's not going to keep popping up in your life for the next year because you've felt it all the way through that, you know, original time it's come up for you.
0: Right. Yeah. And that's a that's a good point there. There is that fear, you know, it's like, oh, is this ever going to end? But if you, you know, try to repress it and keep it in, and instead of processing it, it's going to take even longer, it's going to come up in other ways at other times when you're not expecting it, because you've been trying to, you know, hold it all back.
1: Exactly. And that's also when I see like in myself, I was feeling so depressed. I was like, you know what, I'm just going to text him. I'm just going to see what happens. I'll, I'll text him or I'll check his social media, whatever it was. And because I wasn't feeling the feeling, I was doing that to kind of distract myself. I would come back and kind of start it over again because I was feeling, you know, lonely, didn't feel it all the way through, reached out to him, was, you know, rejected, whether it was on the spot or if he talked to me for a while and it came later, then I was back in that feeling again. So I'm really just delaying the inevitable. It's, you're going to have to feel it. At some point,
0: right. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, if you can repress it and stamp it down all week, for example, and then, you know, Friday night you're alone and you get on that social media, rip it all back open again. When instead you could have, you know, carried it, processed it, made it space for it every day so that it didn't overwhelm you. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And sometimes we would prefer like, I was feeling depressed, I would prefer the feeling of, you know, uncertainty with that text, like that was still not a good emotion, but it felt better than, you know, the depression. So I was picking between like, you know, really, really ugly emotions and then just the kind of bad ones instead of just processing those really difficult emotions. I would, yeah, keep bouncing back, trying to feel just a little tiny bit better, so... Yeah. Ripping it back open, like you said.
0: Right. Yeah. I give you, I guess it, that's kind of like a little dopamine injection. Like, you know, he's gone, he's gone, he's gone. Well, for this, however long it takes for him to maybe respond to this text, there's hope. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's not really gone. Right. Yeah. yeah and and brain, brain loves that
1: little hit of dopamine. Like I'm going to see his name light up on my phone. Like brain loves that. So yeah, but it doesn't yeah, help us yeah. because then we're back in the same place again.
0: Exactly. The The brain is looking, it's looking to, you know, be safe and avoid the bad things and, and get that dopamine. But we, we have the the higher thinking the the rational skills to you know work through that
1: yeah yeah so it's employing that part of the brain instead of the part of the brain that just wants to do anything to feel a little bit better it, it's not it's not thinking in advance that oh we're actually going to be back in the same place again that's your prefrontal cortex that's able to rationalize that action. Whereas our, you know, reptile, dinosaur, whatever you call it, whatever you like to call it, brain is the one that's like, no, let's just do anything. Anything that's going to make us feel a tiny bit better. Like it's a really good idea. And it's going to sound very convincing. Like the the arguments your brain's going to give you to text him or to check his social media or whatever it is, is going to sound super convincing because our brains are really good at doing that. But it's, again, employing prefrontal cortex realizes, yeah, not a good idea
0: in the long term. Yeah, just going to prolong the suffering process there, the grieving and the pain. Exactly, yeah. So what are some things maybe that someone who's listening right now could work on, just go ahead and start, you know, practicing to help them if they're in a breakup situation? Mm-hmm.
1: The number one thing I recommend is journaling. Get out a piece of paper and just start writing about whatever your brain whatever your brain's saying. Just brain dump everything about him, about the breakup, about whatever it is. Um and once you've filled, let's say, a page, go back and just have a look at how much is fact and how much is thought and how those thoughts are making you feel. So that's something that you can do for free. Just write it out. Even if you just, you know, do it once a day, I highly, highly, highly recommend doing that. Otherwise, there are a lot of um, really great free podcasts that you can listen to with tips on breakups. You could look into some books as well. Like I know they have a kind of low
0: cost, but if you're not
1: ready to invest in a coach, yeah, books as well are really helpful.
0: Right. And yeah, journaling is definitely something that comes up in all situations, but being able to write all that down, like you said, and see generally that most of it's not fact, right? It probably starts off with me and -and so-and-so broke up, fact, everything else, thoughts. (laughs) (laughs) But you get to look at that and you get to see like, oh, wow, well, of course I'm suffering. Of course I'm in pain, you know, with with these thoughts, who, who wouldn't be?
1: Exactly. And um, Joe Dispenza, amazing neuroscientist, talks about how I think it's eighty to ninety percent of our thoughts are the same thoughts each day. So if you're thinking eighty, you know, if you're thinking those thoughts and you're repeating them, of course you're feeling bad for such a long time. That's why you're not over him because you're still repeating those thoughts. Um, and you're just recycling them, and your brain's holding on to them. That's why it's that eighty to ninety percent. Obviously, there's little changes, but it's you know, basically you're repeating the same things. So if you if you look at that page one day and the next day it's very, very similar again. Nothing's gone wrong. Just be aware that you're, you know, changing that left hand to right hand thinking. You're really rewriting what your brain wants to give to you.
0: Right. Yeah. Those, those default thoughts that might pop up about, you know, negative things about yourself that just aren't true.
1: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, and yeah, some of them, you may have been even practicing before the breakup, like it was under the surface and it's, it's still there. You're still repeating those, you're repeating thoughts about him. Um, yeah. So all of that is going
0: on and making you feel horrible. Right. And, you know, most of those thoughts, they're, like you said, they've been there. It's not really the breakup that calls them. It's for you, you know, having those, for the person having those thoughts, for them, the breakup has confirmed in their, you know, they think it's confirmed some things that that they thought about themselves. And, you know, that's causing that suffering. And, you know, that's where a coach can come in and and change not just how you feel after the breakup, but like you said, from a breakup to a breakthrough, like Mm -hmm. change those thought patterns that have been causing you pain all along.
1: Exactly. Like clients will have so many of those like uh aha moments, you know, you're asking them questions and it's all within them. It's not that I have something that they don't. I'm just asking the questions and it's bringing it out, that um, you'll ask a question and they'll be like, oh my gosh, like I'm thinking that? Like, I don't want to think that. I, where did that even come from? I didn't know that was there. And it's like, yeah, now you're having the epiphany of what's really going on. And then you can, like you said, start to work on changing it. So that's right. super powerful. Breakups is such a, a great time to heal as well, because it really is putting a mirror to you, uh, you know, to reflect back all of the not all but a lot of healing that could be done that you're not well you may but a lot of people aren't going to get from different situations so that's why I say break up to break through you're seeing those wounds that you may not see in a relationship with your I don't know friend or with your boss if you're trying to heal different things a breakup is just such a great mirror it shows you so much
0: right absolutely you know you've come to this point you're you're grieving you know you're looking for that that healing and that help and you know if you come to a coach and you're you know like you said it's you you're doing the work you're doing those things and you're like oh, I realized that I'm thinking this. I've been thinking this in in all these areas and look how it's affecting me. Right. And and now you're growing, not just from the, you know, you're going to heal from the breakup. Right. And move on. But now you're growing just as a person. And, you know, now you're going to have better relationships.
1: Exactly. It's such an opportunity to have better relationships with yourself and with somebody else in the future.
0: Yes, absolutely. When you, you know, find out you have some of those thoughts, like I'm not good enough, and I'm, you know, unlovable, then working on that makes you realize for future relationships that you don't, for example, have to settle, right? Because Mm -hmm. you think, well, this is the best I can do, right? And it's like, you you don't really realize until you have someone digging in there that, that you've been doing that. But it's very, very common.
1: Exactly. And it's so interesting to see like when clients have that thinking about themselves, the kinds of men that they have been attracting are not what they truly want, not what they truly desire. And when they're able to build that self-worth, those men that can't deliver that to them, it's not a reflection on them at all. It's a reflection on that particular person. They can't deliver that, but you're kind of attracting each other. And that's why if you're someone who finds yourself in you know, patterns of relationships that aren't not serving you that is a huge reason as to why is the way that you are currently seeing yourself as attracting that kind of person. Um, and when we we heal and we we grow from our breakup, we have that breakthrough, that kind of man or whoever it is, is not someone that we feel attracted to anymore. It just our brains prefer something different.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's that, you know, willingness to not overlook just mismatches and things that aren't right for you maybe. And like you said, it might not have anything to do with that person. You know, they're not a bad guy or anything like that. Just it's not a good connection for you. And you can see that when you love yourself and you know what you want and you have that emotional strength to be like, okay, I'm going to pass on this and go for something that fits and aligns with me.
1: Exactly. Exactly. It just becomes, it's not like you're, you know, resisting against this person. Like a lot of people feel like, oh, but I really, you know, like him or anything like that. It's like, no, it just doesn't connect and it's not a match. It's it's like, I don't know, sometimes I'll get a message from someone on Instagram who's clearly a catfish. Like I don't need to talk myself out of responding to this. It's always <laughs> like um, army pictures with no followers is, but like, it's not like I have to talk myself out of that. It's like, oh no, like, that's just not, not something that I'm going to get into. It becomes the same thing with those kinds of men. It's like, oh no, that's just not, yeah, not attracted.
0: Right. No, not for me. Yes. Not for me. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, I think that's just invaluable. You know, I, I can only imagine if some of the breakups that I've gone through in my life, if, if I could have had someone there, you know, to coach me through and to help me see the thoughts that I was having, that we're enhancing the suffering of the situation and prolonging it and, you know, making it much greater than than it you know has to be as just a normal grieving process over a loss a change in your life. So I think that's absolutely fantastic that you do that work.
1: Yeah. And the thing you said about like prolonging, a lot of people think, oh, it just takes time. And we hear that a lot from family and friends. It's just gonna take time for you to get over it. Completely not true. It's gonna take your thoughts changing. The time is your thoughts changing. So if you can fast track that process, you're gonna get over him faster. It's not just like I don't Know programmed, it's going to take Lisa like five months and it's going to take Holly three months. Like, that's just set in stone. It's no, it's how long is it going to take your thoughts to change? about your ex that's that's the deciding factor of when you're going to get over him
0: absolutely yeah and you know it's just something that not everyone knows which is why i have this podcast to get it out there that you have this option because you know people weren't taught that so your friends and family around you they might mean well but they're just like yeah just give it time right just exactly yeah
1: very well meaning um but a coach is an expert in your brain so they're going to be able to help you in ways that your family and friends
0: aren't able to right and it helps you take your control back and also like learn the the whole process like we said the the emotional resilience the ability to not fear your own feelings so that you know you can have the courage to be vulnerable and to be in relationships
1: exactly exactly
0: right that's amazing and just i think having the confidence to to handle a breakup is i mean (laughs) like sign, sign me up sign like, I think I think all women are like yeah, sign me up I would love you know to be able to manage this have some help some tools and techniques to manage this process and the outcome is like we've said is you get more you get so much more than just processing a breakup
1: mm-hmm, definitely yeah you get so much more out of it you're going to learn lifelong tools it's not just breakup it's you and it's going to be something that you can take those tools and apply it to any situation any situation so
0: Right. Yeah. You'll have that, those tools and that emotional resilience for any other painful situation that, that might come up, you know, any kind of a loss of a job, a loss of a loved one, or maybe you have to move and you weren't planning anything like that, that could bring up a grief process Then you know that you can handle it.
1: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Awesome. So we'll put your contact information in the show notes, but before we go, do you have any like last thing you would like to say to those listeners out there that are in this kind of breakup situation?
1: Yeah. I mean, just know that it's a normal human experience and that you will get through it and that there are resources out there, whether it's a coach or one of those other things that I mentioned that can help you on your journey. But just know that it's it's very normal and that you will get through it and you will hopefully be a better person after doing it. I'm sure like no matter what breakup circumstance you have and what steps you take, you've st- you're still going to learn something valuable from the breakup. It's just being able to see it look for the positives and what may you be able to see after this is all said and done
0: absolutely yes it's definitely a time where you can learn about yourself and grow and I th- I personally think that if you're going through that and you're suffering you've got this process before you reach out and invest in yourself because you're absolutely worth it you know you deserve to come out on the other side of this with that breakthrough feeling better you know, having confidence to to manage your emotions and have, you know, deeper relationships in the future. So if that's something that you want, that transformation, then reach out to Holly, because she will help you through the whole process.
1: Definitely would love to help anyone. All my coaching is very unique to where you are on your path. So there's no one who's you know not ready. Um wherever you're at, we can work from there. There's no such thing as not ready to be, you know, you're not not coachable. As long as you're open to the process, it doesn't matter where you are in your healing journey.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And that's what another good thing that comes from having that coach there is that you're able to help people take those steps. Once they take that first step of reaching out to you, you're able to help them through the whole process and coach them along and get to the, the results that they want.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like even if you're not sure, like reach out, just DM me. If there's no pressure to sign up for coaching, DM me, let me know, you know, what's happening. Happening in your situation. And I'll be able to even give you some quick actionable tips. And then if you want to go even deeper, we can, of course, go deeper as well.
0: Absolutely. Yes. That's one of the things that I love about coaches is that they're always willing to, to offer value wherever the person's at, you know, even if it's like, oh, maybe I'm not, you know, maybe not, like you said, not ready is not a thing, but I'm not going to make that investment at this time. There's still help there for them because we just love helping people. <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. If you reach out to me, I'm still gonna give you my general advice of I can and I can't go deeper until I get onto a call and we can have a conversation. There's only so far we can take it in the DMs, but I'm yeah, very open to letting you know what's possible for you with where from where you're at.
0: Right. Yeah. All you have to do is take that first little action for yourself and just see like like you said, there is there's no pressure, just see where it goes. Worst thing that could happen is you, you end up with a, you know, breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And um, amazing results. So that would be, you know, good. So is there anything else before we leave today? I think that you've given a lot of women a lot of hope today for how this process is, is very normal and how they can, you know, manage it and come out on the other side of it even better.
1: Yeah, I think that we've we've covered a lot. We've talked about, you know, from grieving to healing to the next steps. So, yeah, thank you for having me. It really, I really enjoyed
0: it. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on and sharing this. I, I think it's, like I said, it's just interesting. Valuable, wonderful information. And I think everyone's going to be feeling much better just from hearing this podcast. So thank you very much.
1: You're so welcome. I hope so.